Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Time for BL. This is the podcast where we review movies, TV shows, novels, and comics, all in the boys' love genre. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update. I do have an affiliate link with Amazon.com. You can actually go to the description. The link is located right there. Um, so yeah, on to the show. So guys, the link this week is actually to a BL manga page on Amazon.com. It has a blue kiss in English. It has my oxygen. Um, a lot of fan favorites are in there. If you're uh, familiar with Heaven's um, Heaven Officials Blessing, <laughs> Heaven Officials Blessing. Um, it's on there as well and there's also change of heart it's just a, a lot of awesome options on there so definitely click that check out anything that you might be interested in i know i definitely want to get change of heart and blue kiss because i've been wanting to read that in english so yeah go ahead and click the affiliate link in the description and check it out First of all, I am obsessed with Six, the musical, and the Tony Awards performance, and basically any performance that Six, the musical, is as I am obsessed with that play. I want to see it. Second of all, (laughs) this is going to be about, dear doctor, I'm coming for soul, for your soul, for a soul. Like, what is the title of the show? (laughs) Dear doctor is the, what I'm going to call it, I guess. And... The thing is, like, usually when I do these, I have maybe two pages of notes sometimes. Sometimes I can get away with one page of note and I have, like, everything I want to talk about in there. I have three pages of notes. And even my two pages of notes, it's never usually two full pages. It's, like, one page and then a few lines on the next page. I have three full pages of notes. So I have feelings about the show. Um, so yeah, Dear Doctor, I'm Coming for Soul is a 2022 fantasy drama. It stars Nut and Karn, who we know from Grey Rainbow. They played in Grey Rainbow, uh, two college students who fell in love, got married, and then one died and we all got depressed. Um, <laughs> so I was actually excited about Dear Doctor to have them, you know, come back and I was like, do not do this to me again. <laughs> I can't do it. And this time it's about a doctor and a soul reaper who fall in love, spend their entire lives together. And yeah. So (laughs) uh, now because this is, of course, a studio Wabi Sabi production, uh, I knew it was going to be a hit or miss because that is just what they bring us. They are definitely a powerhouse with um, putting out a lot of amazing things or at least just putting out um, constant BL content Uh, but they're not always good at putting out consistently great content and that is definitely an issue um for me where I feel like they set the standard for what we're seeing from a lot of studios right now 
is with the release of Love by Chance season one. And that was because of the romance between A and Pete. It was very pure. It was very sweet. It was very romantic. And um, I feel like they helped change the game and what we expect from studios because of um, Love by Chance season one. They definitely had some missteps. I've talked about how I can't stand end of love. I, uh, I don't know how I got through those. Um, but having a lot of those smaller projects definitely helped to keep them relevant and gave them the opportunity to make some great stories. Um, I love that they have so many actors under their belt like Yacht that they can continue to use in projects. And, um, this leads to now Dear Doctor. Um, I was excited, like I said, for the on-screen reunion of Nut and Karn. They're going to be playing enemies to lovers. It was a lot of enemies, though. Um, slowly to frenemies. <laughs> and then to lovers. And I guess they foreshadowed the lovers from the beginning. But I still um, felt like it just took so long to get there. When we finally get there, it was like the end of the show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Two, three solid episodes of relationship and not even? Uh, no, not even three solid episodes of relationship, huh? Huh. Okay. Whatever. Um, I loved most of the original show they were in gray rainbow when we first um saw them together and of course like almost anyone who rewatches gray rainbow anytime i rewatched it i would stop right before because i needed to create my own happy ending for them and not focus on the really horrible ending and the horrible coping mechanism that porsche had in that series hey another porsche um now Dear Doctor, I really was hoping it would become the show that, like, rights the wrongs of Grey Rainbow. And it did in some sense of some of the things they did in the show. But I really feel like they were relying on fans of Grey Rainbow to make Dear Doctor, like, the talk of the town i guess and that makes me sad because if they're just relying on fan service relying on um the the shipping element even though they didn't do too much fan service which i really did like covid has brought us some good things um yeah it, it, it focusing on that i feel like pulled or deprived the story of a lot of the things that it needed um so, like, one of the things that stood out for me was Yacht. Um, he was cast as Meta, and it wasn't even the fact that he was cast as a doctor. I was like, okay, he can be a young-looking doctor, but I'm supposed to believe that Meta and Prakan are the same age? <laughs> and... I felt like, all right, we're going a little too far in the suspension of disbelief. I know they're like only five years apart, but still. Um, one, no. Like, Yacht does just look so young that it's hard for me to see him as this tenured doctor. And that's what he was supposed... I feel like they were trying to go for. He was supposed to be playing. Like, usually doctors who are going up for in like a lot of the shows i think a great example is um 
oh gosh, what's the name of that show again? I think, I can't remember the name of the actor, but it's like the doctor show and like the whole concept is he has autism, but he's a great doctor. And the people we see going up for chief of surgeon at least have a little gray in their hair. And these were two very young guys who were like going for the board. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't see it. (laughs) I can't, I just don't see it. And that's, and that hurts the storyline, I feel, because they had a really great concept on hand, the idea of soul reapers and this doctor who can see only this one soul reaper. And of course, we come to find out why this one soul reaper is the only one he could see. And I felt like there was something there, especially with the fact that they showed that, no, there's a bunch of soul reapers in this hospital. Um, they, they could have done so much with that with him freaking out like I'm gonna make sure you can't take this person he's like I'm not the one with that card and like like him go wait what and because he can't see any of the other soul reapers he doesn't know if the person he has is gonna die or not because of of course um to a P does not have um you know the the everyone's ticket <laughs> like there's so many other things that we could have seen and still had a lot of the plot points that they were trying to drive even with him um trying to get the position going up for the position with his cousin that he is going for and one of the reasons why i'm I'm going back to the yacht one of the reasons why i just couldn't see yacht and i technically also couldn't see nut going for these positions is because these shows they're casting young attractive actors as doctors um to attract you know everybody who wants to see young pretty people on screen but it, with that kind of storyline you can still get someone older and attractive um, a great example <laughs> is in Together With Me, the series, Dr. Bright. He was still sexy as hell, but he was definitely older. He looked like what I would expect a doctor who is going up for like a, a, a board position at a hospital to look like. And and I think that was a misstep with this show because it I found with the age of the actors... It was harder to take them seriously. I would have been able to take them seriously if there were older doctors there as well in the full scenarios. But because they were the the um, the 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 lead surgeons, it and the only lead surgeons that seemed to be working at the hospital, it it was just so much harder to take the entire thing seriously and um that definitely was a huge misstep i believe on studio wabi sabi's part and i guess they just want to work with the actors they have and because they got nothing carn and and everybody loves them um and loves them together and wanted to see them together again and they were able to get them signed they went with that but yeah i have to also talk about dr prakant and why i couldn't stand him for most of the show they want to play him as being admirable he's striving to be a good doctor he wants to save lives he has all these ideas of how we can save more lives at this hospital all that stuff but his um i i want to know if he always was this naive about death even before meeting the soul reaper and finding out about soul reapers because this idea like in the very first episode the father 
yeah, I understand him saying, all right, we need to save this father's life because his ticket has been punched. So we need to work on saving his life. But it felt like he he was like, if he dies, it's my fault, which they didn't even try and play like, a, does he maybe feel? No, he felt like it, it. every episode felt like when someone died, he blamed himself because he should be able to save everyone. Everyone can be saved and I shall do it. And it's like, sir, people die young and old and i get that they were also trying to play with the whole idea with his mom and his mom being in the hospital and that's why he's um um he's treating death the way he treats it sees death the way he sees it him working so hard to save his mom but like especially when he started when they showed him ignoring his mother's pain ignoring his mom saying look i i am ready to go i when i say anger welled up in me i mean anger like i was i was i wanted to punch him because we know in real life doctors have those conversations with patients they ask them especially in situations like that do you want to continue treatment or do you just want to stop treatment here and if a patient says they want to stop treatment they stop treatment he the way in the fact that he kept forcing and forcing and forcing, I'm like, what kind of advice would he give to his patients, especially patients who are deteriorating slowly and they don't want to go through this anymore. They want to make their last few months happy and just enjoy that time with their family. And what kind of advice are you going to give? Like this dragged up so, so much so many things that I just didn't want to think about or focus on and oh, man honestly as I watched Dr. Perkan I was just like thinking he really needs to get in therapy he needs therapy because he's just not coping well in the kind of business he is in because Every doctor who does surgery or who does, you know, they know that there is a risk that they might lose a patient and he's not coping with those risks <laughs> that you might lose a patient. And this show did a lot of huge promises like, oh, yeah, we promise you will survive. We promise. And you're not supposed to promise things like that because, you know, you never know. And I get it. It's fiction. It's just a show. But it upset me so much because shows like this also, um, for people who aren't in the hospital every day or aren't in any medical field every day, don't get to see it often. A lot of times this is their only experience with seeing, um, these drastic, um, situations, um, these, um, situations where people need all these surgeries. So a lot of them, they don't get any day to day or ever have to, um, know someone who has to go through these surgeries or know someone who's going through cancer or anything like that and when they watch shows like this and um, all the other shows that are out there I don't even know if um, Grey's Anatomy is still on but all those other shows they watch those and goes ah that's how doctors should be <laughs> I'm just like no that's not how doctors are in real life though but also you're gonna like you're you're if you really expect your doctors to act the way dr Prakan acted throughout this whole thing oh boy 
for me like watching it i felt like meta should should definitely um get the position only because of that because prakan just doesn't seem to have a good grip on um what he's going through and he needs to get through that patch before he goes for a position like that because he's he, he's not ready he's just not ready um yeah i just could not if anything maybe he should have worked in something like patient advocacy and he just advocate for patients who ask him to advocate who need his help advocating for them being their voice in those situations and then when his job is done he's done <laughs> because i just don't i just don't know like even if he's a good surgeon he he's not good at coping and that that is just not something i would want to see in my doctor if i'm going into surgery i don't want a surgeon who can't cope with with um death because like imagine if i die for a minute on the table and this the surgeon is freaking the hell out <laughs> like <laughs> i just <sighs> Oh my gosh, he, and it's probably his daddy issues, because yes, he does have daddy issues which get resolved when he finds out his daddy was not a bad person, yay. Um, and yeah, let me move on and talk about the other half of the relationship, Tuapi, um, or, um, what's his name, Sanya was his name when he was alive. Um, this is why I don't love him, I don't hate him, but I don't love him. When he showed up originally, I was like, wow, and with the whole concept originally i was into it because i thought it was just going to be the situation where this guy finds out he can see um a soul reaper and it's because they're fated to be together you know something like that um finding out that um sanya had a brotherly brotherly relationship with brakan when he was a child made it disgusting because no matter how i try and change it it's just like uh, uh, no and i it got to the point where i was like i need to talk to someone else about this and see if maybe i'm crazy and i ended up finding someone it was confirmation bias but who agreed that it was just like uh because i can get i can understand prakan falling in love with Tua but I can't understand Tua with the knowledge of like their relationship and the fact that he saw him as an older as as a little brother going into a romantic relationship it was it was awkward for me and I get it like we want to see Nun Khan together we want to see Tua and um Tua and Prakan but I I just wish that um childhood story didn't exist or because it would have been better i feel if it was just a random guy who he had never met whose heart he got and that's why he can see the um soul reaper because it was ju- it just happened to be the guy who died on the table and he got that guy's heart <sighs> uh and they could have still had the story that um uh prakan's dad jumped the line by saying yes this he was he was the one in surgery and then his son got the heart do you think he killed that guy they could have still had that storyline but just have it that they never met when he was a kid um 
which I, I would have preferred. I honestly would have preferred. And one of the reasons why I would have preferred it is because of the ending. Um, yes. Uh, so additional spoiler alert if you're listening to this. Um, when the show ends, it ends with Prakan's death, which I was like, oh my God, he's dead. And they see each other and he takes him to his next journey in the afterlife. And, you know, he got to watch Prakan grow old and that's all romantic. That's sweet. And I'm thinking he's going to go off into the world. He's going to continue to work and he's going to forever have Prakan in his heart, you know, something like that. But then we see a child who I'm guessing is the reincarnation of Prakan because he looks just like he's the same actor uh, who played him as a child. But yeah, I'm thinking, okay, this is just the reincarnation. But (laughs) why can this kid also see Tua? And Tua is like smiling. And I said it again, like someone and I talking about it. We're just like, yeah, that was weird. And it's like, does no one in the writer's room like look at that and go, maybe, maybe we should not put that in. Because even uh, Mr. Young, when I was telling him about it, um, and I tried to like say it in a way that I wasn't being judgmental, like, okay, this was the ending of the show. And I said that and he went, oh, so now he can groom this kid to be his lover too. I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. And, and I, I felt like maybe I was the one going crazy. And it's, it's just so sad because I, I really, if it wasn't for him knowing him when he was a child and if it wasn't for him, um, seeing his reincarnated child self again, I would have considered this show to be romantic on the romance side, but because of those two things, it's harder for me to to accept the the romance if that uh makes sense to you um will this be on my rewatch list probably not and not just for the reasons that i have talked about because i do have some other issues um i feel like at some places the acting was clunky um some there are scenes where the actors all looked very uncomfortable being on camera and i was wondering like is this like the 50th take and they're all just tired at this point because they're outside and it's hot um it's it it feels like there was a lot of clumsy direction going on at some parts of it um but yeah at the end of the day did i hate the show no i didn't hate the show but like I said, it's it's not necessarily a rewatch for me. Um, I can definitely tell that they put a lot of hard work into it. Um, even though I feel like some of the script writing was lazy. Um, <laughs> but they definitely put a lot of hard work into it. Everybody really poured their heart and soul into it. I enjoyed the concept a lot. And I enjoyed the concept better than the execution of it. Um, as far as it being a BL, I don't, I I feel like the BL storyline was more with, uh, the side characters, Kita and Nati. I feel like they had more of a BL storyline. Um, and I could see their love growing. It got to the point where I was like, oh, I guess the BL storyline is Kita and Nati. And in the end, these two are just going to be friends. And it's more of a bromance storyline. That's what I felt like was... Uh, at one point was going to happen until of course the whole thing came out and saying um 
um nut said hold on there's gonna be romance and blah 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 um dear doctor i'm coming for soul i didn't um is is there a book i i honestly don't know because i haven't read it um i should probably no i can't put myself through it because if i read it and i find out that i end up liking the show more than the book i ooh, that would not be good <laughs> that would not be a good thing and what makes it worse as well i feel like dear doctor had really great competition because of course while the end episodes are airing well not even the end episodes because kid and porsche is now on episode 10 so episode 11 is getting ready to come out so yeah um during a lot of its run kin porsche is out you know and a lot of people the main reason they got uh itchy itchy um subscription was to watch kin porsche um getting you know early access to dear doctor was like a, a plus side of all that um yeah i feel like i feel a lot of things one of the things i feel like is that they didn't um lean into the fantasy elements of the show enough i feel like there could have been more fantasy and i also wonder how much um filming during covid affected them because it was just it was like it, it was it was an empty hospital there was nothing going on a lot of hospital shows when you watch them they're always having people walking back and forth in the background there's always something going on there's people in beds all that stuff so you can constantly see something going on and it looks like a busy hospital and this just didn't look like a busy hospital did they have like sounds playing in the background to make it sound like like doctor <laughs> dr pecan please come to room five doctor Pagan, like you know that the whole thing that was sometimes randomly play. Did they even do that? I can't even remember. <laughs> um, honestly, I have to give the show a four out of ten. And the score is because, like I said, I I really liked the concept. There were things that they did that I really liked with the tickets. Um, when uh, Brakan so left his body the first time, and he was like, "Okay, well, I'm ready to go," and he had a ticket and um uh Tua explaining oh no it's it's not your time yet um for him to go back and he is resuscitated um same thing with oh god what's your name again nook um the girl <laughs> shoot the girl who likes pink peach soda um yeah meta's meta's future wife uh yeah having the ticket and that being the reminder for him that made him go all right fine i'll i'll go to the underworld and i'll finally face up to my punishment uh stayed there for like a year and uh held out for that year um i liked most of the elements that i like had to do with him soul reapering and i think it's because i really i really oh no i i wanted more of the whole soul reaper um like i would have loved um that scene where um there was like a bus crash or something but it was like a bunch of people being brought in um i would have loved a, a whole thing where maybe prakan is um like as everybody's bodies are laying out 
he's like looking at Tuan's like who are you looking at whatever and he like Tuan's explaining look that guy's gonna die that woman's gonna die the rest of them are gonna live I think you should focus on the rest of them and then Prakang going no we need to focus on the two who you say are gonna die we need to make sure they live too <laughs> and then like you know going into a whole thing with that or even like having it show where he finally does cheat death and he's thinking yeah i've cheated death this person's back to life and um like to a kind of standing there like okay um their ticket just came back to me they're gonna die in like five minutes and then the person dies in five minutes you know because even if you think you've cheated death you've saved the person you know they die in the end something like that if that makes sense i i just there is so much that I really feel could have been done with this show where I feel like they wasted their potential. Um, and that's really sad because I I just, like I said, I wanted more. I just really wanted more from them. Um, there was stuff that I liked. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff that I did enjoy. There's stuff I wanted to see more of. But there was just so much that I just, just brought me out of the show completely that i was like okay <laughs> all right cool sure yeah yeah that's a storyline um yeah i guess that's all i have to say about dear doctor um the series it's 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 a show it has an ending it 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 showed us stuff Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Time for BL. I'm sorry for that lackluster ending. Um, I do hope you have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, and good night, whatever it is, wherever you are.